good everyone and welcome back to the nostalgia plus ultra podcast my name is nostalgia joining me is as told by zoe what's good my guy what's good homie hey man i'm glad to be back recording again i um i was laughing to myself before i texted you about recording today i literally thought back to one of our tweets i was like uh it said um oh we're gonna be more consistent this month and then i <laughs> thought about the fucking Tyler the Creator meme. Well, that was a fucking lie, <laughs> bro. It's been a busy month for the both of us. Oh yeah, no, not even for real, for real. It's been crazy. I just interviewed for a job this week, and I really hope I get it. Really? For what? What job is it? If you want to, um, it's sharing. a, it's a, it's a local brand. They've been around for ten months. Uh, ten months, ten years. Uh, they're called Outrank Brand. They wait. They make cool like streetwear stuff. And they need a they need more video guys so hopefully I get that's that. big yeah that's big that's big well you know here's to you know putting it on air and then getting it out there manifesting you always want to do that um, but yeah and then also like my working in college athletics is fun until it's not <laughs> sure <laughs> like you know literally the past like four games I've had to work have all gotten like either lightning delayed or rain delayed or oh, it some kind of some kind of delayed week it's been insane like my my internet's gone down at least like five times just off of just storms alone I don't it's think ridiculous. we're gonna I don't think we're gonna get hit this year but you know welcome to Florida hurricane season it's ridiculous bro it's ridiculous. With, yeah. I mean, Georgia. Georgia's kind of like, you. It'll get hit by like a tropical storm. Like it'll like what 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 happens is it'll it hit Florida, and by the time it gets to us, it's like a regular storm. Exactly. So like it's whatever. But down living in West Palm now, it's just like. That's the thing. Everything's a torrential downpour. Because you live close to the water now. I'm literally ten minutes from the beach. Like it's not exactly. even. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. Exactly. Uh, before yeah. we get into anything of subject today, yes. I I have I bought something for the podcast, and then our busy schedules caught up to us, and then we weren't able to record. So I've had this for a good like three weeks. Really? Uh, yeah. Give me give me one second. Uh, let me click this. Hello. Yes, I'm still here. Can you? Can you hear my voice? No, I can't. No? No. Oh, what the fuck? Is it like a voice What's modulator? A... Yes. I can't know. I can't hear it. Hold up. <laughs> what about the soundboard? Can you hear this? For so I don't know why. No, no, no. I can't hear it. I don't know why, but the soundboard like doesn't work for rec- recordings for some weird reason. Like You can Dude, hear it on your just... own, but you can't hear it. <laughs> I can't oh. hear it. This is probably for um, for Twitch. Like, I just thought it would work. Yeah. Oh yeah, because this this program does let you like record on Twitch, but I did not realize until yeah, a couple months ago. Ah, uh, damn it! I just played a. <laughs> I just have stupid shit on my soundboard. 
Oh no! I just played. Oh, <laughs> just like random noises on your soundboard. I have that. I have Ben going bang. I have oh, no. the vine boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but it, this shit was only eleven bucks, so it's no, not like fine. a waste. It's not like I spent like a hundred bucks on this. You could use that for when we do the another um, like another video or something, which we probably need to like talk about editing that because I know we saw a comment about uh, about getting yeah, more of those episodes out. More. <laughs> I mean, I got I should get on it. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm Just, free, you could probably send me the file if you need to. Sure, you can yeah, take a crack. I, I, I can take a crack at it for the second second installment. Um, okay, so. Moving into this episode, this is supposed to be the third installment of the Jukebox episode uh, mm-hmm. series. We have not done... I know I wanted to be more consistent on that, doing more of those, but it's just been kind of weird with scheduling, plus other stuff's been happening in terms of like video games and anime coming out and other things yeah. like that, which uh, there's some anime that are currently airing that I really want to talk about. We'll probably get to that next week, and then ones that we're looking forward to Come Give me a week season. to watch Cyberpunk, and then we can talk about it. I haven't seen yeah, it yet. We, you gotta watch that. Okay, okay. So sorry, not, not to get into that. This is this is about music today. So music today. Mm-hmm. today I kind of wanted to ask uh, a question. I know we talked about it. Like, I can't remember how long ago it was, but what do you think is? And I want you know people, if you are listening to this, like shoot a tweet at us or like send, send something to me or, or Zoe about it because I kind of want to hear everybody else's uh, input on it. What is the ideal track list for an album? Because, oh, we've had a lot of conversation about this. Yes. Okay. Cause, because my, my issue, my issue is, and obviously like we can't, it's not like fresh in everybody's mind. So it's like not to, as topical as I wanted it to be as, a, as far as this question goes, because the game dropped an album. When was that? Um, uh, last month, right? I think it was last month, but what? was it forty songs? It was thirty songs, <laughs> thirty Bro. tracks. You know what's it was thirty? Yeah, dramatic heart versus mind, right? I think it was. Yeah. It dropped August twelfth. Yeah, a month ago, it was thirty songs. Not Jesus. only was it thirty songs, there's a ten minute song in there. And it's an Eminem diss, of all things. No, it's an Eminem like... biography. <laughs> oh, he tries to do the thing where he like raps from his perspective or whatever. Is I, it was something like that. I don't. I stopped listening three minutes in. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Here's, no, so... I think here's the biggest thing. I hate this fucking word, but I guess it's for lack of a better word, it's like you can't drop a thirty-song album when you're not peak at peak relevance you know yeah yeah because like i i I don't want to say he's irrelevant because you know it's the game he has hits. it's the game he's respected like he has good songs and i do like some of his songs yeah but 30 i saw 30 songs and i didn't i i was like i'm not listening to this i can't i don't have the time no not even close (laughs) not even close like we have stuff to do <laughs> there are things we need to go do. We're thirty grown, songs, we're grown adults. It is, and it's an hour and fifty-five minutes. Fuck that. I can watch no a movie. Way. I'd rather watch a movie. 
<laughs> that is literally a Game of Thrones episode. Bro. It's insane. Insane. Yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather watch an uncle seduce his niece. Literally. Like, I just, I had to rewatch that episode to get ready for the new one coming out. Yeah, like for, for content. As a, I mean, for as context. A people, that was a, a, a House of Dragons reference. Yes. I literally just watched that episode, rewatched it so I can get ready for this new one. But, um, yeah, okay, so my thing is, what is, I'm of the headspace, personally, where you shouldn't be making a 30-track album, period. No. <laughs> Regardless of relevancy or popularity, 30 tracks is egregious. It's insane. Yeah, but there's, a, I feel like, uh, not maybe not Drake, because Drake doesn't make that kind of music. I feel like if The Weeknd put out a 30 song album and it's like a concept album yes there are a lot of people who wouldn't listen to it but there are people like me where i'd be like i'll have to set aside some time in my schedule to listen to this i guess but like like if rick ross drops a 30 song album i'm not listening to 30 songs that are just him going oh i own wig stuff oh <laughs> Literally, like yeah, it's, it's so dumb. But okay, so as far as like tracks, like track lists and numbers of tracks go, what do you think is like the sweet spot for an album? I think, I think my perfect uh, amount is twelve songs because I feel like. 10? I don't know why. I'm very... I could be the odd man out. I feel like 10 is a little too short. Even though it's good. I think 10's good, but like once I listen to 5 songs, I'm already halfway through. I feel like that's too quick. Yeah. I'll go... A good range is 10 to 15, but my perfect sweet spot is 12. Yeah, I think it's gotta be between 8 and 15 for me. Okay. 8 and 15. Because I think... Eight is like one of those things where it's like eight is, is, is hilarious to me because it's like you can have eight fire tracks, but you also have less room for misses. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So like the rate, like the how the album could be rated could be a lot lower uh, just off the fact that you have less album to work with in terms of just, you know, overall hits or overall like quality, I guess. The problem is when, when but then there's the same thing for like animes that are like animes um albums that are over 20 epi- uh 20 uh tracks cuz you get you have more you have there's more chances for you to have a bad song you know what i'm saying and if you're not the artist that makes versatile music uh uh-huh. you know what i'm saying it gets, it has it gets the, old has the ability to be versatile it gets really old like recent like recently the the new rod wave album that shit is 22 tracks i think let me t- let me double check that yeah beautiful mind is 24 tracks i can say i'm corrected 24 tracks and i want to say well we'll go we'll go 20 we'll go 22 because i think two of them are interludes but it's 20, so 22 tracks, and I want to say 70% of them sound exactly the same. 
Mm-hmm. And Rod and Wave that's has that. A... Rod Wave is like, I like Rod Wave. Yeah. He's he's good, but I I understand what you're saying. He's not very uh, like he's not gonna bust out a fucking love ballad in one song, and then like a fucking I'm a lyrical spiritual miracle type. Yeah, so like it all, it all sounds the same. Yeah, that's not his style, and like he has a very his formula for song making, um, like you know gives him room to be you know not to be. Like hit on too hard, but I think for me it kind of gets kind of repetitive because it's basically just like hook one verse that's not that long, honestly, mm-hmm. and then the hook, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And like he'll like go on some runs at the very end, and he'll like you know he'll talk throughout the through on the back end of the song, you yeah. know how. You know how it usually goes, and that's the end of the song. He does that for 24 songs, 20, 22 songs, and like by track eight, honestly, by track eight, I'm like, okay, like it's it's kind of getting to the point where it's repetitive, and I like, and again, I like Rod Wave. I think Rod Wave is yeah. one of my favorite artists, like right now, but like I I may have only picked out like at the max like five songs off of his album that I really will come back to listening to because everything else sure. sounds exactly the same. Um, to, for an artist to put out a long album, they have to be a special artist, like personally, for me to like sit down and listen to them because fucking uh, Faces by Mac Miller. Yes. That's one of my favorite albums he's ever put out. It's 25 songs. If it wasn't Mac Miller... It would not be I. What Mac Miller is one of my favorites all time. If it wasn't him, yeah. I probably would not have listened to that album. Yeah, it just depends on what you're looking for, like and yeah. what and what and what the artist is trying to accomplish with their, um, with their with their album. Like you know, it's funny. I looked up Outcast, Speaker Box, and The Love Below. It's a double album. It's huge, isn't it? It's like, like forty songs, thirty songs. No, it's like yeah, forty songs. Okay. Again, that's what I was saying earlier. If, like right now, because they put that out, they were peak. That was when Outkast was like ruled fucking the, the world. If The Weeknd put out an album like that now, and it was like a concept, like imagine he held After Hours and Don FM, and he releases it with the third one he's making, and he releases it all together. I feel like it could work. Like if he but, released the trilo- like the trilogy as an entire project instead of just the mixtape series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though it'd be long and I guarantee a bunch of people on TikTok and Twitter would be like, Oh, it's so fucking long. It still would bang because it's the weekend. But like Drake can't do that, especially now. Yeah, I I can't sit through a forty song Drake album. I'm not doing no. that. Not even close. <laughs> not even you know, really funny. Close. You know what's really funny? Another one of my favorite Mac albums might be his shortest. The Divine Fe- the Divine Feminine. It's ten songs. Yeah, only t- yeah, yeah. It's short. It's to the point. It gets what it it says what it needs to be said, and kind of wraps it all up easily. And then, then you have fucking thirty. Tr- I, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't have the chance to rant about this now. I had to rant about this back then, so I'm, I can do it now. Thirty tracks is insane. 30, 30 tracks of I used to be on Aftermath uh. 
yeah, honestly, like it's thirty tracks of like lies. Like the game is one of the <laughs> funniest. <laughs> the game is one of the funniest liars ever. Like if it's just thirty tracks of him <laughs> just making bold claims. Like I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to hear him make bold claims for two hours. I'm not trying to do that. Who's a better liar, the game or Rick Ross? I'd argue LeBron is the worst liar of all three of them. LeBron? LeBron is a terrible liar. Bro, you got to watch What the fuck? There's a whole, <laughs> just random tangent. There's a, there's like a, a real, I used to see it on Twitter a lot, where people would just like, it was like LeBron's like in interviews, and he would just straight, straight up lie about, <laughs> about like being, about being in a certain like time and place or like having this experience of a moment that he definitely was not a part of. It's, it's actually really funny. But what about when, uh, when Rick Ross said she got her legs wrapped around my waist? Oh yeah, yeah, no, like that's <laughs> it. insane lie, absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> but the game, like I remember watching his his Drink Champs uh, episode. That uh-huh. shit is wild because it's like, oh my god, I know what you're talking about. It's like, bro, like just unprovoked lying. Honestly, him and him and Kevin Gates too. Kevin Gates is a bit is a terrible liar too. Yeah, but the thing is, Kevin Gates is funny. He's hilarious. He's Have also a seen, weirdo though. He's weird. He's Have you seen weirdo. that that TikTok of the the old white lady at a Kevin Gates concert? And you just yes. hear him. You just hear him going, "I eat it up like." <laughs> it's insane. He's he's weird. He cried Why? on his last album in a song. Uh, I know. I, I remember you showing me the song. I was like, this is this is it was crazy. I kind of like the song, but in the middle of it, he's just like, <laughs> it's a, there's a certain type of artist that can kind of get away with that, and I don't think Kevin Gates is one of them. Like, to to contrast that, like, I don't know if you, do you remember the album Absolutely by Dijon? I don't know if you sure. listened to it. It was, it was one of my yeah. favorite albums of the year, last year. Yeah, yeah. The song called Rodeo Clown. And during the song Rodeo Clown, he's crying on the mic. But due to the context of the song and how he's singing it, mm-hmm. like, you can tell, like, he's, like, you know how, like, somebody's, like, voice is, like, quivering when they're talking and they're getting upset? Sure. That's how he's singing. So when he actually cries, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? As opposed to Kevin Gates, just, like, just turn on the waterworks in the song. And I'm like, <laughs> wait. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Oh, man. No, but it's, yeah. So I think, you know, between 8 and 15 is the sweet spot, honestly. Right. Because there's just so much. To, let me see. Hold on. Um, Do you remember when Chris Brown dropped the 30-song album? I was literally about to look that up. <laughs> but, okay, but here's, he, he's so fucking stupid. He dropped it on a Tuesday. And, you know, they count the week's. Friday to Friday. Yeah. So he dropped it on Tuesday, and then they 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 charted his album on Friday, even though he didn't get a full week. So it charted pretty low, and then he got mad because he was like, "It should be charted on Tuesday." And then everyone was like, "That's not how the music industry works, homeboy." Yeah, he's he's been around for how long? Oh, yeah. What's the name of that album? It's something on Christmas. It's like... Also, yeah, it's not a Christmas album. I thought it was. Hold on. <laughs> I'm about to look this up. 
is it Heartbreak on a Full Moon? Is that the one? Why do I think Christmas? Does it look like a Christmas album? Hold on. It's like... It's... It's a weird... Uh, it's like the moon and like a beating heart that's, that's like dripping in the middle of it. The cover art's kind of... Oh my bullshit. god, it's 45! It's also 45! <laughs> it's a 45! What the fuck? <laughs> it's 2 hours and 40 minutes! Holy shit! Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't, I don't know why I thought this was a Christmas album, dude. I don't know a single song off this album, dude. Holy shit! It's how do you drop? How does someone as big as Chris Brown, despite people liking him or not, drop forty-five songs and I don't know a single one? That's insane! Holy shit, bro! I'm crying. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> So funny. Oh man. Oh shit. Okay. Oh Is man. Is there That's any song off this that was that was on the radio? Um let me see. No. He even has like some decent uh features on here too. Oh god, he has an R. Kelly feature. Yeah, throw this throw this album oh, in the trash. Hell no! Throw this album in the garbage. Oh God! I made the mistake of clicking on his name. Have you seen the cover art for his last single? Uh, his album or his single? The the last single he dropped. No. Bro's trying to tap into the anime fans. Oh no! Oh no! What is this? Oh God! Is that supposed to be Sasuke or Itachi? I can't know. I can't tell. I I thought it was Sasuke. It's probably Sasuke. But like what? Huh? Okay, whatever. But 45 tracks, an R. Kelly feature. This shit is insane. Listen, I knew Chris Brown was bra- was bad when... I, did I tell you this already? What? Oh, no, it wasn't on the podcast. I knew Chris Brown was bad when he made me not like a Young Thug album. <laughs> oh, God. The mixtape that he, he, he dropped with Young Thug. Yeah. I fucking hated that shit so yeah, bad. It was not. It was not good. But yeah, dude, forty-five tracks, insane. I I did. I, I thought his was like twenty-five or twenty-two. I thought it was like you know. I thought it was long, but not anything crazy. Like that, you literally just. He just like walked in the studio, and like published every single song he made in that session. No one in his team said, "Hey, maybe let's not drop this one." Or, like, hey, let's maybe shave this down a little bit. Maybe, like, give us, I know we got 45, you know, shave it down to, like, 20. You don't have to drop every song you make. You know how many unreleased songs Pimp C had before he died? Exactly. He has, like, a thousand unreleased songs. Exactly. What's so funny is you see, like, these artists that have, like, they'll post their board of all the tracks that they've made or tracks that they're, like, working on. And it'll be, like, it'll be, like, 40-something and, like, only, like, ten come out. Yeah. Chris Brown literally checked off every song on that board. Like, that's I, insane. For no good reason, either. Because, again, I don't know any song off that album. <sighs> Bro, it's crazy. 
I try to like think of the songs, but no. Like every song, zero clue what they are. Oh shit, that was funny. I realized it was 45. <laughs> we both noticed at the same time. <laughs> Literally. Um, oh shit. Yeah, okay, so moving on, because we got, we got that out of the way. Moving on, um, there are some album reviews that we want to kind of cover. Uh-huh. I have, there are three albums I want to talk about. I don't know if we can get to all three for me. There's definitely one that you want to talk about. Uh, but I will definitely get to that. Um, but first, it's one that, or two that both of us listened to, and I want to get into the review of the Forever Story by JID. Um, Zoe, I'll start with you. What do you what, what what rating would you give this? It's been what like two weeks since it's been out, right? So, Bro. after listening to it, what what is the review you give it? It the the one word that comes out. Of my of my head when thinking about that album is that it's different, in a good way. Uh, maybe not different for him, but I mean different in the sense of uh, just where rap is right now. I think rap is kind of boring. Maybe maybe uh, like mainstream rap. I would say like uh, big names like because uh, J and D is signed to Dreamville. So that's what I mean by mainstream. Even though it, maybe JID doesn't get any like radio play, but like I would, I would, I would consider him mainstream. Not yeah. in a negative connotation. Not like ugh, he's mainstream. But I'm talking about for like big time rappers with like production and and signed to labels. It's it's different and it shook up. At least when it came out, I found rap very boring. And. And this, it's it's just it might it might be the best rap album of the year. I think. I don't I don't I can't think of another album that kind of like compares to it, at least for this year. Yeah. And just uh, fucking no, ev- everything about it, cause like songs like Dance Now and Crack Sandwich, they're like hype. Yeah. But then he'll then he'll drop shit like like Cody Blue Thirty One. Brother them, sister them, like those. Those are like just good, fucking like storytelling and, or like feel good. Like it's something you gotta think about. Yeah, I, it's fucking good, and he's got production by fucking James Blake, and it's fucking good. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> fucking album. It's yeah. like I I don't like to give tens off the board. I wait till the end of the year for that. Mm-hmm. But it's it definitely a nine out of ten. Yeah. Um, honestly, for me, this is a ten, for me, and it's it's probably. So what's funny is I had Pusha T's album. It's almost dry as my album of the year already. Like because I just thought it was a phenomenal tape. Mm-hmm. This might have taken it. Honestly, I know like it's still kind of early, and there are a couple people that I'm waiting on to drop albums. Uh, to kind of see how they shake out, but as it stands right now, this is probably my my album of the year. Um, one thing I can say about this, like I know you kind of how you talked about it, I think it's like a breath of fresh air, honestly. For yes, yes, for 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 rap, I know like it's, I could tell, I could definitely see where you're coming from in terms of just the overall boringness or like the the kind of repetitiveness of how how rap's been kind of going lately. So 
this is just like one of those tracks where you kind of you hear the bars are there, the the technical rapping is there, the flows are there, the production is also there though, and then you also get situations where you have those features of rappers that are like prevalent now. You got the little Dirk feature, you got uh, the Twenty One Savage feature, you got the Young Baby Tate feature, you got the Lil Wayne feature. Then you have shit like the Yasin Bey or Most Def feature, which is my favorite feature on this album. Yeah, bro, this song is so fucking good. Insane. Like, he's, he did a, you can honestly, like, with the amount of beat switches in this album, there are, like, maybe, like, six or seven other songs that could have been made to be put on this album. Sure. Which is crazy. Um, and honestly, I just like the overall theme of it. And I think the, it's a cool tie-in to his first album. And I remember, like, when he dropped The Never Story, I was all in on it. I thought he was going to be, I, I kind of figured like after listening to him and that album, I was like, he's going to be the one. Like he's going to be the mm-hmm. next guy coming up. I think he's going to be like the one for real. And then you know, so far he's proved me, he's proved me right so far, but, Hell yeah. uh, and, and like to kind of take the never story and then kind of improve on it, honestly, is, is what it seems like. He's kind of improved on that. Uh, that story that he's trying to tell everybody we're like hey this is what happened to me this is what my family life is like what my 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 mental looks like this is how everything came together for me and i think um it's just uh, a great a great album uh, to kind of get him into the, the 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 position he's in now um favorite songs though like he has crack sandwich is definitely a big one um it kind of reminds me of like how Kendrick Lamar used to do his storytelling a little bit. Sure. Like just being able to, to fluently tell a story without really making it seem like you're just narrating. You're like actually rapping. Um, money is money is money so fucking good. It's so good. And I think it reminded me a lot of like early Lil Wayne, like the Carter albums. Hell yeah. That's not, like when I was listening yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a the, good Comparison. The, the the chorus kind of seems like an, With all the a kids. Song. Yes, like it seems like a, a song that would end up being on like the Carter the Carter three or something like Carter two. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. like that. Um. But yeah, like his and then my favorite track, uh, like like that I listen to all the time that I will continuously come back to, is uh, Brudenham, um, but just because of the, obviously the familial the the family aspect of it with me being an older brother um, and then also having family, brother them and sister them, honestly, both them together because the family aspect of having, being an older brother, but also having like cousins that serve as older sisters by proxy. You know what I'm saying? So, and even having like the really tight knit family that's very protective over uh, each other and understand like what's going on <clears throat> with each other and like having each other's back is like really big. <coughs> But but yeah, I don't really give too many too many tens out, honestly. But I think that one might be uh, one that I definitely give it out to. There's other albums that I'm kind of waiting for to to come out. Mm-hmm. I know Smino is probably gonna drop in October. Ooh. Um, I'm waiting for some other people like that. But I think you know this one is definitely uh, ten out of ten. There's one more that I'll get into. Well, honestly, <clears throat> what's funny is the other two albums I kind of want to talk about might are close to being tens for me as well oh, shit. and it's um 
one of them because it's really good the other one because of how um because the context behind the album and what it means but whatever but so like speaking of that one we're gonna get into louie the beat tape from kenny beats okay yeah the beat tape from kenny beats um so again so what do you what do you i know i i sent it to you i don't know if you like knew that album was coming or not but i kind of was tracking it for a minute and i remember i sent it to you uh, when it drops, like, what are you, what are you thinking about when it comes to that album? I think it's, uh, yeah, I really like Kenny Beats. Um, I think he's one of the better producers in general. I think he has so much range when it comes to just like, dude, he like, he was in an EDM group, you know, he was in Loud Pack, and then he said, "Fuck it, I don't want to do EDM anymore." Starts so doing hip hop, but like not only hip-hop he could do like soft r&b he did fucking uh, uh a spanish song or a, a few spanish songs with omar apollo um yeah. uh he he does a lot of he, he just has so much like range. A rock album too but i was just about to fucking say that the cave episode with kenny mason like mm-hmm. he he and also fucking jpeg mafia like he could do whatever the fuck he wants um so i was kind of excited when when you told me i think you sent me the tweet like oh louis comes out this week i was like i didn't even fucking know he was dropping an album yeah um i like it i i it, i think i i don't know why i was underwhelmed maybe i expected too much but it's not bad i wouldn't say it's like a i'm not trying like i know i sound negative but it's not like a five out of ten I would say it's like an eight, seven out of ten. Yeah. There are. It's just it hasn't pulled me back in, like, uh, like the Forever Story, or the other the uh, the album I want to get into later in the episode. Um, yeah. But I have I have listened to it a few times. It's a good beat tape, and it's it's not like um. It's not like someone like Swum. I know we both listen to Swum, yeah. where it's just lo-fi when it comes to beat tapes of his yeah uh, you know there's a lot of variety in this which again is what you can expect from kenny beats and i find uh the surprise uh features are are a good like yeah. i was driving around and then i hear like vid staples voice and i'm like oh shit okay yeah it's cool i like the album yeah. definitely yeah i think this album for me is i gave it a lot higher of a rating <clears throat> due to the context behind the album and like what it means and currently stuff like going on in my own life. So um, I gave it like a nine and a half, ten. <clears throat> Jesus, out of ten. Because um, I kind of recently found out that Kenny, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, I can't talk right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, we're back. Jesus. Um, I kind of found out that Kenny Beats was made the album um, as like an homage, like a gift to his dad, who recently got diagnosed with cancer. And so when you like listen to the album, it's very nostalgic and it's very uh, reminiscent on like the times when Kenny would, you know, interact with his dad or, or, and it's also like a, a culmination of everything Kenny's done up until this point. Like everything, every every person he's worked with, all the people he's kind of come across in this journey in like the hip hop space, mm-hmm. um, you can kind of tell like it's 
something that's been building up to this point where he's made this solo album. And there are, you know, a couple of songs that really kind of hit home for me, having recently lost my grandfather this in, in July. And so, like, listening to those songs and also kind of experiencing that and going through that kind of made it hit a little bit harder for me on an emotional level. Um, and then, like, uh, when you get, I don't know, this, each, each song is very, you know, versatile and different, um, and they kind of tell their own little story and have their own little think things behind them. Um, some of my favorites uh, probably still with the JPEG Mafia feature. Um, yeah. Also, Omar Apollo with the, on the vocals on that, which I did not realize until later oh, on. Oh, shit. It's Omar singing that. Like oh the my little, God. little chorus thing, yeah, that's yeah, Omar yeah, Apollo, yeah, yeah. and then JPEG's like kind of adding a little bit of stuff in there. I, you know what I think he did? I think he took like vocal tracks from unfinished songs that just aren't going to see the light of day, and then put it under the, put on the beat. I figured, because what what does JPEG do? He's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's just like giving ad libs, or he'll he give like a little mini verse, like nothing crazy. Yeah, I doubt. Kenny brought him in just to do ad libs, <laughs> like he exactly. had those on deck. Exactly. Family Tree with Slow Tie is 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 great. That one's real. Oh, that's right. Uh fuck it. When Slow Tie started rapping, that was fucking sick. Yeah. Um, get around with Dijon. Love that one. Absolutely mm-hmm. love that one. And then uh, my favorite of all uh, of all of them is probably uh, Last Words, just because of the the kind of connotation behind it and what it talks about. Because it has Fushi and Vince Staples adding ad-libs on there. Um, uh, just kind of, you know, because of the fact that, you know, I, I kind of thought about my grandfather listening to the song, and it was one of those really emotional moments for me. So I think that's one of my favorite songs that I'll kind of keep with me uh, for a while. But, uh, but yeah, so I think this album is great. I think the um, – I think it's a good – I don't know if Kenny Beats will ever drop any more solo projects, but I hope that, you know – he continues on his run because his run in music and as far as beat production has been crazy and i've been you know i've been wanting more cave episodes honestly <laughs> if we're being yeah, honest same, bro. i just need more of those cave episodes i honestly what was the last one he did was it with the kenny mason one right or was it a different one i think he dropped one after that i don't remember yeah i don't know but i need those to come back because they were really good yep. <laughs> Um, especially the Vince Staples one. The Ken Mason one's also a good one. The Vince Staples one was funny just because of how much it became a meme. <laughs> like, do you remember? Kenny beats the police. Kenny beats the police was one of the funniest <laughs> lines ever. <laughs> My favorite cave verse is is JPEG Mafia's, and I'm so yes. I'm so sad that that was the first episode, and they like it's. It's like a five-minute video because they barely yeah. spent time on the production. Yeah, because, you know, like, it was, I think that they were trying to figure out what exactly the cave yeah. was going to be. Yeah. And, like, once they kind of got around to, like, understanding that it's more kind of about the interaction of the banter between Kenny and, uh, and the artist instead of the mm-hmm. actual song itself, I think that's when everything started to get a, a little bit better. I do hate the fact that it's, like, five minutes because then because in the very next episode is what the freddie gibbs episode yeah and like that one is a little bit longer because he's like talking to kenny and like having like these jokes and stuff and his verse is fire too by the way yeah no yeah it is yeah, freddie gibbs well, was crazy fucking, 
JPEG Mafia went crazy on that. And then he has that verse on his on, album. On his album, uh, All My Heroes All my... Are Cornballs. Yes. But he changed the beat. Yeah, and I was so pissed. Yes. <laughs> I was pissed about that. <laughs> I was so mad. But, like, this. He added an extra verse on top of it, though. Yeah, he did. And it sounds good. That album's good, yeah. by the way. Random tangent. But that album's pretty good. That album's good. Um, but yeah, I remember, like, I saw the... What was the, what's the track say? It says, like, Kenny Beats Freestyle, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it says Kenny Beats or, or the Cave Freestyle. What does it say? Yeah, it's... Um, where the heck is it? Dots Freestyle Remix. That's what it... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dots Freestyle Remix. But man, I'm so, I'm pissed. <laughs> it's it's not the same same beat. Cause that beat goes crazy, by the way. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Kenny Kenny never misses. He do, he really doesn't. Um I need him I need him and, and Kenny Mason to make more music. Like I know we I need about J. I. It, D. About. and Kenny Mason to make more music to, together. That's also true, because it dance now and just dance in time. Now. Dance. And just just in time off that album are great, and Kenny Kenny Mason has no verse really. It's just Listen, chorus. The the, I don't even need those two songs to sell me on a JID Kenny album. Their verse on Stick together, phenomenal, because they just trade off that verse. Yeah, and it's so fucking good. It's great. You know what's funny. I don't know how you felt about the entire project as a whole, the little like Doomsday tape. There were there were good songs, there were decent songs, but I feel like Stick overshadowed all of them, and like nobody else really thinks about any other song, except for like obviously Stick and then the Heaven's EP freestyle that that Cole did for on the um, what song is that? The Drake oh that Drake song. What is it called? Pipe Down, the Pipe Down remix that he made. But, like, those two songs are the only ones I really come back to. Stick goes crazy. Bro, <laughs> it makes me sprint while running. <laughs> like, you hear uh, DJ Drama just come in and you just go, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> yeah. My favorite songs on there were Stick and, and Hair Salon. I really liked Hair Salon. Hair Salon's good, yeah. yeah did yeah. that come out this year? Yeah, it did. They dropped it, like, wasn't like a surprise album, too? It, like, just yeah. randomly just... Like put it out. Nah, stick like goes so fucking crazy. Even Sheck West fucking goes nutty on there. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. Oh, speaking of coming back to to uh, album lengths. Never in my life. If Sheck West ever drops an album that's more than oh. ten songs, <laughs> get nah, that shit dog. the fuck out of here. I don't. I don't want to put this out there uh, because this is on the internet and it could be sent to everyone. I have not listened to a Sheck West album, period. It's literally just Mo Bamba, which is a song for white people, if we're keeping it a buck. Do you want Sicko Mode or More Bamba? <laughs> more, yeah, honestly. Even <laughs> though, yeah, bro, I, we we played that song at the uh, at your friend's like frat-themed party. I was like, uh-huh. bro, this has brought me back to Pete. I'm repping it right now, too. Peabody University, baby. That was solely for my boy, Alvaro. Oh, God, bro. That song is ridiculous. Um, all right, so the album that you want to get into. Um, okay. What, yes, let's, let's go ahead. Let's get into that. Now listen here, folks. 
<laughs> this this album has been out for two days at the time of this recording. Oh Jesus! And and for me, it's a top ten of the year. Really? I think it's great. I think it's called um, it's called Decide by Joe, D J O. And for for those of you who don't know, that is Joe Curie's stage name. Joe Curie plays Steve Harrington on Stranger Things. And he has a few other movie roles and stuff like that. Um, It's very... uh, It's definitely... It's an indie album. But it's very... It's uh, like new wave inspired. Like 80s-ish. Yeah, it's funny... It's funny because listening to the first like couple tracks when you sent it to me, I literally go, like, it, it's very on-brand, very par for the course for somebody that worked on Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, uh, I, you can definitely hear it and, and hear the Stranger Things, like, influence on the, a lot of the tracks yeah. on there. Um, my favorite songs are um, Gloom. Ah, Gloom is such a banger. Half-Life is good. End of Beginning figure you out those are my favorite uh songs on there and uh it's just uh it's it's i just find it very interesting and what i've been thinking to myself recently like the type of music that i like just like mm-hmm. how to explain it i just say i just it's interesting music at least to me you know it's all subjective yeah um, whatever interests me and i guess i'm just a big fan of eight the 80s vibe I love yeah. 80s music. Uh, I love 80s horror movies. Stranger Things, I love. But f- the fucking fans on TikTok make me want to socially distance my head from my fucking neck because <laughs> it's so fucking cringy. <laughs> God damn. I, I can't enjoy one thing. Oh, bro. I haven't really I, like watched this newest season either, so I don't even know. I like Kingdom Hearts. And then all the fans are cringy. I get into FNAF, all the fans are fucking weird. I like My Hero Academia. I knew it. That all the okay. fans are fucking weird. <laughs> I had one thing. I had Stranger Things left, and now all the fans just post the weirdest shit on TikTok, and they think they're super cool, and then they start singing the fucking song that got famous. Oh, oh over the hill. Yes. That song got beat into the ground. God damn. That song's good though, but it got beat into the ground. I I know, but fucking Stranger Things fans, chill. <laughs> I can't have one thing in this house. Honestly, it's crazy. <laughs> but besides that, yes, I'm I'm very big fan of just the '80s uh, aesthetic. So this album spoke to me, not emotionally, but aesthetically. Um. And I, I, I like Steve Harrington. I think he's my favorite, one of my favorite characters in the show. So that's why I was like, oh, I'll check this out. Because I know, like, bro, almost everyone in that cast makes music. Yeah. But, like, this is the only one that I decided to listen to. And I'm glad because I really do like the album. Um, there's a song called Half-Life. And I've, I'm not mistaken, I think he samples. Like the game? Like I think so. Like one of the so. game soundtracks? I think in the beginning. Hmm. I would How many songs did you listen to? Ah, uh, this was the first like four or five. I think I got busy and 
didn't get a chance to finish it. I do think like Fool and On and On are pretty good from what I heard. Yeah. Uh, Glo- Gloom is is a is a great track. It's a um, banger. But I haven't I haven't finished it yet, so I, that's uh, out my plan to kind of listen all the way through um, at some point. Figure you out is very good. It's it's towards the end. Mm-hmm. Also, it's thirteen songs. Easy. Perfect Four, length. Thirty six minutes. I think that also plays into it too. I know coming back to that question, coming back to the uh, the topic, how long is the album? I know the track list is like you know, it'd be like eighteen songs, but the tr- if the if the overall time limit of the uh, the overall body of work is long too, then it's like, bro, what are we doing here? Like, the games that shit's like an hour and a half, and then Chris Brown's forty five track escapade is like two hours, almost three hours long. I remember. Um uh, before Tory Lanez was uh, excommunicated, for good that's reason. Weird. I don't. That's I don't want to yeah. sound. I, yeah, I don't want to sound like an angry uh, Republican here. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm laughing because that's definitely a one way to put <laughs> his situation. Uh, before he was uh, a hated person, uh, I was. I was a big fan of his. Um, like early. Tory, like 2015, 2016. Uh, I remember he dropped an album called "I Told You." Yes. Uh, to be honest, the album's not that good, but I looked at it, and it's 28 songs, and I was like, "What? Why is it so fucking long?" But it's only, it's only like an hour. Yeah. Because this. This dumbass made a skit for every single song. So oh, technically, boy. the album's half of that. Yeah. The album's like, uh, what's half of 28? Like, like, thir- like 13, 14, 15 songs. Yeah. But he just made a fucking skit for everything. And so it's like, anno- it's like an annoying thing to listen to because it's not like a skit and then like a few tracks. Yeah. A track, a skit, a track, a skit, a track. Yeah, I don't know. That's and that's always a weird thing too, because it's like if you're trying to listen to something all the way through, it's like, bro. Sometimes the skits kill me. Sometimes it's I I do that a lot. I like listening through albums. Yeah. And if if it's like a regular skit, I know we always bring this up, but like I always listen to uh broke 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 five broke. Yeah, we got it. The might be one of the best skit like runs ever is the broke but, broke ones. But getting into the the mind of Kanye before he was crazy, he like kn- he knew where to play skits. Yeah. Even fucking Eminem on the Eminem show, he had a few skits on there, and that's like a pretty good album. Yeah, and like the skits are not the skits don't take away from anything, and they don't make it hard to listen to. I will say yeah. the um. Wait, the most recent Wasteland from Brent Fias. Those skits are pretty decent. They don't take away from the album. Yeah. You can't make then, a skit for every fucking song. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. <laughs> you can't do that. Or like having the skit in the song, like when the song's over. Oh, I hate that so much. Like I love, I love the Rags, Robots, and Rich uh, and Royalty EP series from Earth Gang, but. Yeah. Rags having an interlude, having having a, some kind of like skit at the of DC Young Fly talking at the end of every song kills the songs for me. 
That kills it. You also like, got, have to have the right person. I mean, I like DC Young Fly. Yeah. But I, I guess if listening to a whole album, I, I can see how that takes away from it. Yeah. But this is Amine, an EP, though. It's only, it's only like six songs. Amine have you, having Ricky Thompson. At the beginning of Doctor Whoever. Fucking yeah. phenomenal. Yes. Ricky Thompson is so fucking funny. He's hilarious. He's in a bunch of his music videos, too. Ha-ha! I love that. Yeah, no, he's great. He's funny. But I think, okay, I think with, with DC Youngfly 1, it's just because, the, I mean, the songs are shorter, and it's only, like, six tracks. So, like, you can yeah. kind of just skip to the next one if you want to. If you listen to it all the way through, like, there's a obvious storyline progressing yeah. throughout the entire EP. And even when, and he makes more appearances. He makes appearances. Like, he's in Rags. He appears in Robots, and he appears in uh, Royalty. What they did between Robots and Royalty, they, they made separate skit tracks for him instead of having him at the end of every song. Uh-huh. Which So when you listen to Robots and Royalty, it's, it's way easier to listen to because like, you know the skit track's coming, so you can skip it. Instead sure. of at the end of the song Meditate, which is one of my favorite songs on uh, Earth Gang songs, because it's, it's Earth Gang and J, uh, J.I.D., um, as soon as the song ends, you hear, lift them titties up. And you're like, oh, my God, here we go. got to skip it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, bro. Um, who, I'm trying to think of who's at the end of, of Ali Boumaye by the game. Now, we're Kevin, going full it, circle. It's Kevin it Hart. Kevin Hart, yeah. That's a good skit. Actually, Even like, though it's yeah. at the end. It's funny. He's talking about his Jesus piece because the next song coming up is Jesus piece. Yes. And I love that he goes, oh, here comes Kanye. I got to put it away because Kanye starts the next song. Yes. Yeah. See, I that's think a, that, that's a good skit. But again, not, that whole album doesn't have a, like a skit everywhere. Yeah. Like if you were to put that song in a playlist and then that skit comes up at the end, you're like, oh, I got to skip it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're listening to the album all the way through, then it, it works. Yeah. I think that's the, that's probably the, the issue with it, though. It's, it's like if you put like, can you put that song in your regular rotation? Because, like, if you're trying to, like, listen to, like, a, a playlist and just kind of get through all the songs and a skit happens at the end of it, it's like, it doesn't really fit what I'm trying to do. And it's, it's, a, and it's a pretty long, it's like a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah, no, that skit's long as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that skit's long. The DC Youngfly ones are long, too. Yeah. Like, it has, a, it has a, its own separate, like, soundtrack. Like, when you hear this little, like, weird alienish soundtrack, like, playing in the background while he's talking, it's like, he goes for a minute. It's like, yeah, but it's... I, um... Don't mean to self-plug here, but, you know, um... The, my band, we're working on an album, and, uh... Sevi had a good idea for the, the middle song yeah. on the album. Uh, it's like a, a radio break. So, like, it's a skit, but, again, we, we have it separated. It's not connected to anything. But I think it's kind of funny... Because we also we also made music for it technically. Yeah. Cause like Sevi made radio jingles and I recorded like Welcome to Jimmy Jellyfish's Scuba Jamboree, where we yeah, have yeah. like the best. It's kinda of funny. But again, for that album we don't have a skit on every song. I think that's the main takeaway of this conversation is don't make a skit for every song. Every fucking song, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> Especially if your album's short. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's you know it's funny. There's one, one of my favorite albums, my favorite album ever, The Sun's Triad from Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, 
he has I can't is it Punch that's talking or somebody else I can't remember but like uh, someone from TD yeah someone from TD is like talking in through some of them whatever and they're quick skits but there's one song in particular that kind of throws gets me annoyed because the following song doesn't associate with that skit at all and it's annoying because like how I listen to the album I usually just put the song that's associated with it next sure <laughs> so like um so basically the song silk silk the shocker right with sid with my favorite songs ever at the end the guy's talking about how uh he can't like find a topic for what he wants to rap about or talk about and he's like bro find a topic like you guys are so complicated all the time and like you want to talk about this and that and whatever he's like find a fucking topic or whatever and the next song is uh, Titty and Dollar, which is a great song, right? But then the, the song, track 17, after the outro, by the way, mind you, mm-hmm. is Find a Topic, which talks about finding a topic to rap about. Yeah. It's like, just put that song next. Like, what are yeah. we doing? So, but yeah, it's... it's Tarantino-style storytelling. I guess they're just jumping around from place to place, but it's like, and then there's one like at the end of um, they like dress like rappers where he's the guy's like, that was crazy, bro. Like the crack, the crack, the fact you're born in like 2000 something or whatever. Like I'm so old, or he's basically talking about like how it's crazy that he was born in a certain like date and time or whatever. Like I think like early 2000s, and then like that skit has nothing to do with the rest of the <laughs> the hour sure. at all. <laughs> but it's like one of those things. You know what? You know what's crazy that I just thought of, like, right now? What? It's, I think it's awesome when you can tell a story without using skits. Yes. Like, Vince Staples' Prima Donna. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the, it, he has a whole story, and, like, it's it's all, like, that whole thing, it's backwards. Like, he's telling it backwards. Like, you can listen to it either, direct, either way. You can listen to it front to back or back to front but there's no skits on that Mm-mm. and i think that's super fucking cool but there are very eerie inter- interludes at the end of some of those songs where he's like where like it's the song will end and you kind of just hear like this weird like him singing and it's like uh-huh. this weird it, his his voice is like modulated yeah and it only goes on for like 10 seconds maybe but it's like it's not like it's, it's very unsettling i think that's the point though yeah, I think the point and yeah, because the 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 story was about uh uh, so like the uh, a star committing suicide. No, it's either if you listen to it from from uh front to front from to back. front to back, it's an artist kind of going through the stages of being famous and then handling the pressure of it and eventually committing suicide. I think, I think, and if you listen to it back to front, I think it's a guy getting killed and then under and then like going through like purgatory, I think, or some shit uh-huh. like that. I think that's what that, I think that's what that means. Yeah. Um, I might have to do more research on that. That'll be like a, a follow-up <laughs> comment sure. on the next episode, but I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Cause like the same thing with, um, with damn, like how technically like, get, Kevin, oh, that's the one he gets shot in the beginning. How technically Kevin Lamar supposed to die in the beginning. Yeah. Like, or, yeah, yeah. But you can listen to it the other way. Like, you listen to, like, how he, like, his origin story, and then he goes through all that and eventually dies. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. 
So I just remembered fucking uh, Out of Time by The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Great fucking song. It might be my favorite song off that album. Mm-hmm. Ends with, with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Don't touch that dial. And it's like, yeah. ah. Yes. Which yes. Jim Carrey is great. I love Jim Carrey and I love the concept of that album. But if I'm like, what a girl, I'm not trying to think of the weekend going through purgatory. Like you try like you try to like you try to serenade, you try to like try to uh spit game with this girl while out of time's playing and all of a sudden you're And then you just hear Jim, Jim Carrey being like, We're going to heaven. Like, come on. <laughs> Don't you touch that dial? It's like, oh my god! It's like, <laughs> it's like Jim, get out of here. Uh, Concept <laughs> is great. Yeah, no, Just... I feel like the <laughs> that song only works in the album and not as like a standalone song. It's it uh, no, it's way too good. It does work as a standalone it's, song. I mean, it it does, it does it does. But I think like the end part of it, it's like yeah, gotta skip as soon yeah. as you hear that. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, uh, what we took a long time. Oh, pretty good. Um, last album I'll talk about for me, um, sure. and it's it'll be quick and it's nothing too crazy. And it's an album I'll probably give like I give like an eight, and it's Age, Sex, Location from Ari Lennox. I have not heard it. It okay? Just to know me, like I'm a very I'm a big R and B uh, fan. I'm a big fan of SZA, big fan of Ari Lennox, big fan of everybody. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, same thing with like Summer Walker too. The this album is great, and it's one of those things that she kind of like chronicles a lot of her dating woes, and the, the but not in a way. Uh, I, I hope, I hope and pray that I can word this correctly, to, so that it like it doesn't come off as being weird. She talks about her dating woes in a way that's not like anti men, if that makes sense. Okay. She talks about her dating woes in the concept of like, like, of issues that certain men have done, like certain things that have been said to her, and certain experiences that she's had with men. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like she's saying. Obviously, that's not the not the case. Like all men are bad, but like you know, what I'm saying like the, like this. The first track is called "Plenty of Fish," and basically the line goes. Um, like the phrase, there's plenty of fish in the sea, but can somebody tell me why all these lame fish are swimming to me? You know what I'm saying? Or like how like she's like attracting like these these guys are just like fucking awful people. Sure. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, I I feel, you know, there's a lot of um, R&B. Uh, female R&B albums that uh. It's 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 not like when I listen to them, it's very much like oh, she hate she hates all men. I can't listen to this. But yeah. it it's kind it's more of a, I guess like a an empowering women kind of thing. Like I'm in, independent. Yeah, and more like a man get so, shit together type thing. So what you're saying is this album is is it's a different vibe than that. Yeah, and it's I think it's her kind of coming to grips with her wanting to more so like love herself and just like date herself okay. to you know like that kind of notion where like she's just like i'm just gonna focus on me i'm gonna do whatever sure. i need to do if somebody comes along and and i can you know i want to rearrange my schedule and like and spend time with them that's gravy but other than that really don't give a fuck that's basically what the album is 
but I think that's amazing. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and there's like some like pretty funny stuff that like one thing I'll, I'll give Ari Lennox, and I think it's one of the reasons why I think she's one of my favorites, is she's fucking hilarious. She's really like, funny. She's so funny, and it's yeah. like obviously like off like social media wise, like when she was doing her Instagram lives, those were hilarious. But mm-hmm. also just like some of the lyrics to her songs are funny as hell. Really? And I think that's and it's and they don't take away from the song either. Sure. Like she's like this like obviously the line like plenty of fish in the sea. Can somebody explain why these lame ass fish are swimming to me? Pretty funny. Like she has like very quirky and funny like lines. And I think they're it's creative. kind of like a they're creative, yeah. And I think it's kinda it fits in with the theme of the album because she you know, like you know, how people say it's probably good to laugh at yourself sometimes, or to, to find yeah. the hu- find the humor in things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So instead of just keeping the super somber or super like emotionally charged and angry stance on her dating woes, she just makes light of them and and, and jokes about them. Because I feel like that's a better experience to listen to than some than well, every once in a while than opposed to just like just pure anger toxicity and jealousy you're not jealousy and uh anger to- and toxicity honestly you know what i'm saying sure yeah like she makes it funny and so i think that's like a big like draw when it comes to that out with this album so i think um it's definitely like an eight out of ten for me i think it's it's phenomenal the song oh what song is it the song boy bye with lucky day first off lucky day is oh, lucky phenomenal. Day is great lucky day is phenomenal the chemistry those two have on that song is really good too because basically it's it's like basically she's singing and it's kind of like a you know how those songs are kind of like a conversation yeah like like we're like they're not really like singing but they're not really like talking it's kind of like a mixture of the two sure it's kind of like that where basically this the setup is lucky days this guy trying to get at ari and like she's telling him, "Oh boy, bye" or whatever. And like he's trying to like say these, you know, these those lines that every guy uses trying to get at, at women. And like she obviously could see through the games, and like is kind of trying to curve him or whatever. But he keeps being persistent on it, you know, like like that kind of deal. But sure. the, the chemistry is great, and I think it's uh, they need to do more songs together because I think they do a really good job on tracks. And plus, Lucky Day is a great uh, artist anyway. So, um, so yeah, if you haven't listened to that, I'm definitely gonna listen to it. I will. Before we end, yes, this is the jukebox, so this is relevant. Okay. Um, did you see what happened between Drake and Anthony Fantano? <laughs> yes, I did. This goes back to what you were saying. It's good to laugh at yourself. Because if Drake just would have went with the joke, he wouldn't be clowned on as he is right now. Do you know how it started? Not necessarily. I just know that, like, Fantano has made a lot of, like, skits in his videos and made a lot of comments about Drake and his and his music in general. And obviously isn't the biggest fan of Drake at this current period of time in Drake's career. That's Sure. From what I've gotten so far, from the my, my biggest thing though is, you are not only a multimillionaire, you are the biggest rapper in the world. There's no one more famous than he is right now. You don't need to worry yourself with the likes of Anthony Fantano, 
or anyone that, that makes uh, critic videos on YouTube. And this is coming from someone who... I like both of them, genuinely. I know yeah. we said I've said my shit about Drake. He's not really hitting like he used to. But I am a fan of his. And I do... I don't agree with everything Fantano says, but I do like him. I think he's funny. Um, yeah. The whole thing started with Drake DMs Fantano. And instead of uh, exposing him, he he makes something... It was pretty funny. It was a joke where he... It looked like he screenshotted their conversation and Drake... The joke was Drake sends him like, hey, I know... You've given me some good reviews. You give me some bad reviews, but I think you're pretty cool. And here's a a, a recipe for, recipe for vegan cookies. Yeah. And then Drake saw that, and then Drake exposed himself. Drake exposed the DMs of Drake saying your existence is a light one because you wifed up a black girl. Insane. And then, every, and then everyone else in on online was like, "You just, you just made yourself look lame as fuck right now, bro." Honestly, bro. Like what? He couldn't take. Like, what he the couldn't fuck? take the joke. Yeah, no, I don't get that. That's so weird. And then Fantano like, went on live and talking about like, listen, I don't want to really farm this, but you know, it happened and, uh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it. I mean, it's hilarious actually. Like. I don't get why he did that. I don't get the the Drake DM. Also, you are Drake. You have better things to do. Right. You have better things to do. You have better things to talk about. And like, like you said, why is he worrying about what a forty year old music reviewer does and says about his music? Is Fantano forty? I don't think he's forty. I just I just made this. <laughs> I think it was just for the joke. If he's forty, that's gonna be insane. Oh my god, he's 36. He's close. Okay, he's, he's, he's 36. All right, okay. You're 36! R.I.P. Teddy Ray. <laughs> oh, bruh. Yeah, but okay, so why are you worried about that? Like, in any capacity. Yeah, man, it's like, you, you're famous. You made it already. Who cares what... what and I, I, this is what Fantano says. Like, who cares what I say? I just have an opinion. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't know, because like when, and I think back to even that, like when the, the um, it's always funny, because in sports, and even like in sports, I always make the joke, me and my coworkers all make a joke, rankings don't matter unless they work in your favor, right? <laughs> so like when like when a team or whatever, or a team of uh, the school I work at, we get ranked, it's like, oh, you know, we're ranked top 10 in the country. Uh, but like if another team is like ranked but they're not that good we're like oh rankings don't matter you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) but um, it's the same thing with these music reviews right because if Antano gives an album a a six or says this album is not good right Mm -hmm. they're like oh I don't fucking need these these reviewers like they they suck like it's just their opinion I don't need to worry about whatever they have to say but let Fantano give their album a ten watch what happens they're gonna post it be happy about it yeah they're going to post it. They're going to be like, oh, yo, Fantano gave me a 10. You should listen to the album. It's like, but what are you talking about? Whether he gives and it a 6 or like, a 10, you shouldn't worry about what he does. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at look at the the path that Fantano took. I mean, uh, that Logic took with Fantano. Like, Logic used to not like him. But then he, like, called him up. 
and they had a conversation. And even Fantano was like, listen, bruh, I don't even like my fans sometimes. Like, like, just focus on you. You're a good person, this and that. And, like, now they're, I don't, I wouldn't say they're friends, but, like, they're boys. Yeah, I mean. It, and then instead of doing that, Drake had to be, like, your existence is a light a, one. Is a like, light one. Insane. Insane. Like, what are you doing, man? It makes no sense. It's just, you know, it's funny. You talk about that. I remember, what's his name? IDK. Um, posted a tweet about uh, is he real and was like oh yeah he's like I let the Fantano and Sean C review cloud my judgment on my views on that album because I think it was like the one year anniversary or the two year anniversary of that album an album of which that I generally liked I liked that album thought it was solid as a Christian um, the first song scared me <laughs> low key yeah, <laughs> Loki. I think just overall, I, I mean, I, I kind of get the theme he was going for. Yeah, and, definitely, and, definitely. And the songs that he was, the song choices and what he had on there, I thought it was solid, right? Mm. Um, Jesus Christ, like the, it's like F one outside of my door right now. Um, <clears throat> but he was like, I, yeah, I I looked at their reviews on my album, and it kind of changed my perception on like what I thought this album was or if it was even good and he's like but that's not I, sh- not, I shouldn't be how I want to look at my own body of work like I want to like I, I think that every album I put out or every album that I I make is going to be really good because of you know because I put a lot of hard work into it you know what I'm saying it shouldn't that's matter the, what it shouldn't matter what the reviewer or whatever says about it you know what I'm saying yeah, that's, that's the thing when it comes to like reviews because like at the every, everyone at the end of the day everyone has an opinion and you know the it we shouldn't not be able to speak about our opinions on on music yeah. I, again i don't want to sound like a republican here <laughs> um but uh there there is a, another side to shit like that because like idk coming out and saying that it, it kind of shows the human side of what can happen like you you forget that drake is human because maybe drake did take his last review a little harsh because like damn like this is something i worked on again whatever you say about drake's music whether you like it or not it's something he worked on and i do think for someone at his size i do think he works hard on his music i don't think he's just phoning it in he could have easily he could easily phone in a lot of his albums if he wanted to yeah, and I do think he, he, he works hard on his shit. And maybe he did take it personally. You know, who knows? Yeah, you know, like, I know we talked about Honestly Nevermind at length a while back. But, you know, he, he, he took a risk, you know, jumped into something new. Again, and not my favorite, but I liked it. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Okay, well, okay. Relative. I, I don't think, do I think the album is a good house album? No. But do I think it's a good, a decent Drake attempt at house? Yes. Sure. <laughs> I, th- I think I think Beyonce fared a little better in that. Oh my God, that Renaissance album is insane. And this nah. is coming from someone who I always say, hot take, I'm not like a huge fan of Beyonce because it's just not my demographic. Uh, she makes a lot of women empowering music. and Yeah. Again, not Republican. Not saying that that shouldn't happen. It's just not something that I I would listen to. But 
Renaissance was fucking good. Renaissance is fucking insane, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I know I haven't really said too much about that album uh, in tweets or anything like that, but stamp it right now. Like I put this on a record. That album is fucking great. It's really good. <laughs> that it's album really is great. Yeah. Oh man. It's like there's something in that album. It's like it's everybody keeps keeps coming back to it. Bro, she's a she's a Again, coming from someone who doesn't really like her music, she's a, I, you gotta admit it, she's a gener, a generational talent. Yes, she's an icon. Just like how I don't like LeBron, but that's for different reasons, but he's a generational talent. Yes, 100%. It's just, you, just something you gotta give credit where it's due, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Yeah, we haven't talked about that much at length, but uh, Renaissance is a phenomenal album. When Act 2 comes out, shit's going to be crazy. Go listen to it if you haven't. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right, well, look like we did pretty good on time. Pretty decent episode. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to make the mistake of saying we're going to be more consistent again because I know that's not going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to keep trying to pump out episodes as best we can. Um, I know I'm kind of on the back end of my master's program stuff, so maybe by the time I graduate and I'm out in the in adult world again, I can maybe sure. have more time to you know put out put out episodes and even make clips of episodes so we can get more traction. If we'll we'll see what happens, but yeah, and once I once I settle down with a a job, I'll, I'll set a I can set a schedule up and yeah, I think it'll be more easy. Yeah, so I think expect us to still make episodes and when still push those out when we can um, we were we really want to be consistent but you know sometimes it just doesn't shake out that way um, again please follow us on socials uh, at Andre Alonzo 17 at nostalgia at Nost plus ultra on Twitter at nostalgia plus ultra all one word on Instagram uh, yeah that's been it anything, you got, anything else you got to say Oh, not right now. Cool. Um, that's been uh, the Jukebox Episode 3. I've been Nostalgia. Nostalgia. See you guys next time.